This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. seems to me that some of the same forces are at play here. A number of the Republicans who have hijacked this process are the same ones who supported the insurrectionists on January 6th who tried to decertify Joe Biden's win. So doesn't this speak about even McCarthy, whether it's McCarthy or not ends up the speaker, it's these sort of forces, dangerous forces that are still have so much sway in the Republican Party are going to be an issue for two years and beyond. I think it is, is, is very revealing that on the second anniversary of this insurrection, we're having this go down inside the Congress. And, uh, two years ago, these people tried to overthrow an election. And two years later, the same people that supported them and in some cases incited them are, are trying and clearly have held hostage the speakership and the Congress. We have no Congress. And uh, the irony is that Kevin McCarthy on that day two years ago that was screaming on a, in a phone to, to Donald Trump and then later went and kissed his ring. Uh, you reap what you sow. You bow to these people that are now knocking you uh, in the head and stealing your dream from you. These are the people that you did everything against what you stood for on January 6th. And the reward you get is they've made you a laughing stock to the world. I mean, uh, children in school will be saying, I don't want to be Kevin McCarthy. Friday, 6 January, the year of our Lord, 2023. It is two years ago from um, the day that uh, Judas Pence should have done his job. And remember, they stuck in that omnibus bill, the changes in the Electoral Count Act, because we were right. It went exactly like the process was supposed to. Pence, Judas Pence, is the one that made a conscious decision not to follow the Electoral Count Act. And that's why they had to change it. That's why they had to change in the dark of night. They couldn't. Where's that bill to come up and be debated? The corruption in the city is 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 beyond comprehension. But I want to make sure signal, not noise here. So there's there's all kinds of firefight already. But who said what? What's the deal? Is it just a uh, architecture? Is it is it really meat on the bones? But John Bresnahan, <clears throat> who's a savvy guy, uh, you see him on MSNBC all the time, knows the hill backwards and forwards. Not a friend of MAGA. Because there's been a lot, this he's tweeting out, there's been a lot of chatter this morning among House Republicans about freezing spending at fiscal year 2022 levels, okay, which was that out-of-control thing that that just got the debacle. This will be an issue for defense hawks, but especially on appropriations and House Armed Services Committee. The the lobbyists are already coming and said, hey, we can't even have, you know, balanced budget. Screw the, the very first thing to see if you even get to it is let's have a baseline. Let's have a baseline FY22, fiscal year 22. Already, the defense industry, 
in house armed services, the arms industry, because they want that they want that trillion dollars. They're at eight forty right now. It's actually technically a trillion. I could walk you through that, but they want to get they they don't want any baseline. I'm a biggest hawk as you get. I get what eight years of my life to the U.S. Navy. Mo went to West Point, and served her country. The family goes in, serves, does their eight years, comes back to civilian life. So you're not going to out hawk me, right? But you got to cut the defense budget. Here you're getting down to what is reality. This is reality for all conservative anchor, particularly Fox News. I know you don't have any shame because you're just doing what Murdoch, the Australian Murdoch and the Australian family Murdoch wants you to do. But remember, every time you come on, that lives forever of what you're saying. Even if you hate this deal of what they're working on, they have moved this thing so far for all the people she should anoint uh, McCarthy. The other thing I'm hearing this from a lot of Wall Street guys, a lot of guys in corporations, particularly guys overseas, are saying – if he knew this was even coming up, why did he not put this to bed? Why did he not negotiate? Why did he not meet with these people months ago? Because everybody comes on your show and says, hey, I, we talked. We had a meeting, Bobert. We went in August. When What executive would allow this to happen when you're negotiating with, with a shotgun to your head and you're just giving everything away? Remember, one of the hardest things he's got is the moderates and the guys that are used to the swamp are sitting there going, you're putting the, uh, you're putting the inmates in charge of the asylum. John Frederick, you become kind of the nihilist in chief because <clears throat> you just want to fight. You you don't you 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 don't want to land the plane, according to MSNBC and CNN and everybody. You just want to crash the plane. Walk, walk me through where you stand today with the Chiproy, maybe architecture of some agreement, and you know you're going to have some changes to the rules. You're going to have four members. You know, guys have been working on this for two decades and saying, hey, even what they're talking about is a game changer. John Fredericks, are they selling you, sir? There's no deal to be made. You might as well be Neville Chamberlain coming back with a blank piece of paper from Berlin saying peace in our time. You can't negotiate this out. Look, they don't get it. These people that sit in these studios with these plush lounges with French press coffee and espresso and green rooms, they have no idea what's going on in America or what the grassroots think. They're clueless. That's the problem. Steve, we're at an inflection point. This is a crossroads of our populist movement. This fight has inspired us like nothing I've ever seen. These 20 patriots, this isn't about a deal, Steve, on a piece of paper that somebody serves on a committee or somebody else's on appropriations or they can bring some bill to the floor. It's got nothing to do with that. These 20 patriots are dealers in hope. This fight has taken on a life of its own that goes way beyond now winning on some deal on a piece of Paper. See, there's no deal to be made, Steve, because you cannot put this genie back in the bottle. We've exposed it all. People are, for the first time, looking at this on TV, saying, oh, my God, what, what is going on? What are we sitting about? Why don't we have this every day? Because they're never there. Five months of the year they get paid. They're never there. You can't come out waving a piece of paper and end this thing. The only answer is McCarthy is not the speaker, because this is no longer about rules changes or any of the things that they started to negotiate. A deal crushes our movement. A deal dispirits our hope. Conservative Inc., they have absolutely no clue what is going on, Steve, because they don't go on bus tours like us. They don't go out and talk to the people like us. They don't go to the various events. They don't go to diners. They don't go to cafes. They have no idea what grassroots 
in America is feeling right now. They have been robbed of their future. They have been robbed of their freedom. And they they look at these 20 people standing up for something and they're saying, you know what? This is what I need. This is what is going to put fuel back in me. This is why I'm in this fight. This is the populist movement that I signed up for. Not the nonsense that we saw with McCarthy. Look, the chickens have come home to roost. And as far as McCarthy, this guy's 0 for 10. This guy is now the biggest election denier in history. You lose 10 races on a piece of paper, eventually you got to say, hey, I lost this election. So don't tell me about election deniers either, because he's the biggest one in the history of the country. That's why you cannot, there's no deal to be made. And until you understand from a guttural level where we are in this movement right now, you grasp the fact that Chip Roy can't come out with a piece of paper that somebody signed because now it's fine because uh, we're going to put Thomas Massey on a committee. That's, that's ridiculous. It's not what this is about. It's about standing and fighting for the future, Steve, of this country. And the only solution to this is not called Kevin McCarthy. That's a win. That's what right now, yeah, the smell you're the smell that you're smelling is napalm in the morning. And that's the smell of victory. And every time McCarthy goes down, it's another cheering section for us because we're finally winning and it's real and we feel it. You're saying the beginning of any real negotiation to move this thing forward starts with McCarthy has to go. When McCarthy goes, then you can, yes. this is what Russ Vogt started with. When, when, when McCarthy goes, because he's the symbolic head of the cartel here now, and he's the last in the line of, we got, we got, the, we got Cantor, we got Boehner, we got Ryan, and he's the last of the four, that he has to go, and then you can start, a new day can dawn, and you can get into conversations about meaningful reform, about how this has to open up, and how you start to break the cartel. You break the cartel by taking out uh, McCarthy. And if you're not prepared to do that, you're kidding yourself. It becomes another joke. Because look, we went through the removal of these people, of Boehner, of Ryan. Nothing changes, Steve. Nothing has ever changed. It's all a facade. That's why these three days have been the most impactful in our movement ever because it just opened up. You just It just opened up the thing for everybody to see. It bared its soul. And you're looking at this and saying, oh my God, this is what these people do. And they are so clueless because they still think they can get in a room and they can make some kind of a deal on a piece of paper that somebody will sign because they get something now they don't have and that will change their vote. That's why yesterday when uh, McIntyre with the club for... Growth said, oh, I cut a deal. I got 10 votes. We laughed at him because they don't understand what this is about at the very essence of it. This is about standing for something for our populist movement that was dispirited, Steve. We were in the dumps and now we've got something and we're never going to let it go. And you can't just put this thing back in the bottle and come out of some meeting with a piece of paper and somebody's signature on it. That's what they don't get because they don't talk to our base. They can sit there and say, well, there's, 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 there's only 20 votes. There's only 10. There's only eight. That represents, you know, 6% of the caucus, 10%. Hey, guess what, fools? It represents 80 to 90% of our entire base. That's what it represents. And you know, you know what? The people, the gang of 200, 
They don't even have their phones on. You call them up, guess what you get? You get to voicemail. They don't care about you. They don't care what you think. They already cut their deal. This gang of 200 is holding up our progress. And if they think they're going to go around now and cut a deal with the Democrats, are you kidding me? So they can further weaken our hand and weaken our majority so the country can get worse? For what? They're Shill McCarthy so he can stay in power? What do they get for that? Hey, they ask us, what's our plan? I told you yesterday, our plan is simple. No. What's their plan? They don't have a plan either. At least we have one, Steve. The plan is no. When you, uh, you the, the your radio network that you've put together and online is really, I mean, you were the only guy there on 16. We had a radio row with one person showed up in 16, John Fredericks. Um, you've got a better feel for the movement than, uh, than virtually anybody. The calls you're getting, because I'm hearing from, in the numbers 202-225-3121, that the overwhelming calls and emails to, to that, and you're right, a lot of guys just cut it off because they don't want to hear it. Um, what are you hearing from the uh, John Frederick Radio uh, audience every day? 99%, 99% they want to fight. 99% they don't want to cave. See, caving is just another capitulation. And you can't spin the cave because you say, oh, we won. Like, take the victory and go home. There, there is no vict vict victory because they know the rules will get broken and nothing will happen again. And they'll get the rug pulled out from us again. So it's running 99 to 1. There's a couple people on there that this makes them nervous because they watch Fox News. And now we got these. Uh, the, 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 the feigning opposition conservative ink saying, oh, my God, you know, if we don't have a speaker, it's it's affecting national security. Really? Thirty three trillion dollars in debt doesn't affect national security. <laughs> Open borders with God no, knows who's coming in. Nobody better. I think that Cren doesn't affect. I think you can't do anything I about think, that. I, th I think Crenshaw said the other day, well, I missed a meeting with General Milley to like brief me. I said, that's the example you're going to use. Milley, who's openly a coup plotter. Right. Openly admits it. Now his testimonies. Testimonies there. The books are there. All of it. You're missing a briefing by Millie. That's that's why we should uh, record this. John, what's your social media? People got to follow you now more than ever because the intensity of this is just about to, to, to kick up. And you absolutely agree. You can't be you can't be. It's it's the answer is no. All right. The answer is Offer no. from my Patriot Supply. They're knocking off 25 percent on their four week emergency food kick. That's 25 percent off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit your orders ship fast and free don't wait for the shelves to be empty go to mypatriotsupply.com right now mypatriotsupply.com here's your host stephen k back yeah i got my brother cortez we got capital markets to go through an economy and also this talk about the the, the debt ceiling and what they're talking about the, on the financial side because they're already trying to do the bait and switch but i want to go we're very honored to have and it's intense because at noon the the curtain comes up on another day of drama on a historic day. Congressman Bob Good from Virginia Five. Congressman, you've gotten to be kind of a hero of this patriot movement now 
about what's exactly going on. Where, where do you stand? Because now it looks like, hey, there's all kind of talk. You know, Chip Roy did a deal, but then Chip Roy said, I didn't do that. McCarthy didn't say that. There's an outline. There's not an outline. There's an overall schematic of a deal. Uh, other people are saying we had Matt Rosendahl, Dale, up here from Montana, too, to start the day. And he says, hey, you know, it, it, that's fine. And the rules committee, there's some great changes, but I'm, I don't trust these guys and I'm not going to do it. Uh, where where do we stand right now? You've been one of the ones that have just been adamant to say, hey, look, once McCarthy understands he's not going to be speaker, then we can make progress. Right. It's kind of like the 12 o'clock high scene. I love to when 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 Gregory Peck walks in there and goes, hey, you guys got to understand you're all dead. And once you take that, once you understand that, then we're going to start making progress on dropping bombs over Nazi Germany. Until that time, we're not going to make any progress. You kind of say the same thing. Once McCarthy and his team understand that a sine qua non of any deals he has to go, we're not going to make progress. So where are we today? Because you're hearing we're, the, the curtain's about to come up. The world, you know, the entire world, and I can tell you, I talked to guys in Europe and Asia overnight, all night, and they're riveted by this because obviously it affects capital markets, the debt ceiling, the spending, all of it. So the whole world from Singapore to Hong Kong, Tokyo, Frankfurt, the city of London, everybody's watching this. Where do we stand, sir? Well, it is hard to know exactly where we are, but uh, my hope would be that all 20 of us will hold strong. And we will vote once again for someone other than Kevin McCarthy here at noon today. We continue, Steve, and, and I, admittedly, this is frustrating. We continue to hear from other members who will tell us they're about ready to vote against Kevin McCarthy. They're about to join us. And the, the key for us is to keep doing what we've been doing. We're winning if we keep doing what we're doing because time is on our side. We shouldn't be in a hurry to make a bad decision. You know, it's funny. I, this is our fourth day here. And of course, the detractors, oh, the world's falling apart because Congress has taken four days to make a very important decision. People aren't going to care in two weeks or six months, how many days it took for us to get a speaker. And quite frankly, these last four days are probably the most productive or at least the least harmful four days I've spent in Congress in the two years I've been here because we haven't done anything to the country yet. And we're actually uh, trying to do something for the country by trying to elect the best possible speaker. So the 20 of us need to hang together, continue to vote, continue to vote against Kevin McCarthy, continue to encourage our colleagues and your listeners out there, your audience, your viewers, they need to encourage their Congress members, their Republican members of Congress to join us to increase the numbers, to get off the bench, get onto the field and help us to elect the best possible speaker. That's what needs to happen. Uh, and, and hopefully that's going to hold strong at, at noon today when we have our first vote or what would be our 12th vote. You know, making history is hard. There's a reason why this hasn't happened in 100 years. Change is painful. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And it, it requires perseverance. I know we've said it a lot, but it requires courage. And uh, again, if this was easy, it would, have, it would happen every two years. But it's not easy to do what we're doing. Uh, but, but I think this is a different group of fighters than, than perhaps that we've had in recent memory. And we're willing to see it through, uh, I, certainly myself and some of my colleagues. I hope it's all 20 today that will continue to hold strong. I hope that we'll add to those numbers today. We will see what the day unfolds beginning at noon. So behind the scenes, I just want to make sure, because I tell people it's so intense behind the scenes and getting very nasty. Behind the scenes, people are coming up to you and say, hey, I want to join you. I'm going to join you. But for a host of reasons, they're not prepared to, they're not as, because we thought some guys were going to join yesterday, some men and women, but they're not prepared to pull the trigger because they're just taking, they're going to take too much heat from the lobbyists and quite frankly, from conservative media. I mean, Fox all day long is calling you insurrectionist, you know, obstructionist, 
all of that. Uh, is that what's holding back additional people joining the 2020 Patriots? I honestly believe the primary fear is from, is from the very person that they're voting for. You break it down, yes, there's other concerns, there's other reasons, but the primary motivation is the very person that they're voting for. Whether it's consequence or retaliation if he ultimately were to become the speaker, or whatever you know involvement they have in the status quo, uh, whatever they stand to benefit from, from an assignment or a leadership position or a promise of this or that. Uh, and I, I think it really boils down to Kevin McCarthy. The very reason why they're voting for Kevin McCarthy is for fear of not voting for Kevin McCarthy if he were to become speaker. But the way to ensure that doesn't happen is to have more members sustain this with us, add to our numbers, and help us to uh, accelerate the process of moving towards the speaker. What should happen is he should withdraw for the good of the country, the good of the Congress, and the good of the Republican conference, then let us go back into our conference meetings, put forth J Jim Jordan's, Byron Donald's, Kevin Hearn, some of the names that I've put forth over these last three or four days. And, and, and others can put forth nominees. No one of us can choose a speaker. Any five of us can, uh, can veto a speaker, but it takes 218 of us to come together and choose a speaker. Let's have that contest. Let's have that debate. Let's vet those candidates. Let's uh, work through a process of elimination. We all want to get to 218 for the best possible speaker. And you got 222 members. We're not going to all agree on who that one is, but 218 of us are going to have to work together. That's the way the founders intended. You know, Steve, I want to credit uh, Molly Hemingway because I saw her say this this morning, so I want to give credit where it's due as I'm stealing this for a moment. But, you know, we ought to be looking over the Senate and say, that's the problem. Why isn't this? Why didn't the Senate battle their leadership position? Yes. Why did the Senate just yes. just coronate again Mitch McConnell after what he has done recently? We're doing the right thing in the House. This is what ought to happen in the House as we contest our leadership and give the American people the kind of fighter they they need, they deserve to save the republic. Also, for the constitutional conservatives here, that that. You got McCarthy, but you also have these changes, and they're quite frankly breathtaking when you think of the way the swamp, the place has worked. People have been trying to do this and talking about it for 20 or 30 years. You guys have changes up there with McCarthy gone, and if you can trust somebody to implement them, that are quite frankly breathtaking about getting to the heart of the cartel and not let them run the show, but let the representatives of the American people run the show. Would that have any of that happened if you had just uh, coordinated – McCarthy, which so much of the of the conservative ink wanted to do, sir. Can you imagine? No, of course not, Steve. Can you imagine where we would be if we had just after the the conference vote on no, November fifteenth, seven days after the election, we just came out of that and said, "Well, Kevin McCarthy got one hundred eighty eight votes. I guess that means he's entitled to two eighteen on the House floor. We all just have to fall in line like sheep and rubber stamp that and vote for that. And then, gosh, we'll hope and pray that somehow he'll be different than he's been for his entire political career. And somehow the the, the swamp cartel and the establishment will all of a sudden become true, courageous, conservative patriot fighters all of a sudden to save the republic. They'll have some epiphany after we coronate the current leadership team. Uh, could you imagine where we would be? So as you know, millions of Americans across the country are putting their hope and faith and trust that maybe Republicans are finally willing to fight, finally to, willing to do what the voters who sent us to Washington have asked us to do. And I just want to thank all those folks out who've expressed their support, their prayers, their encouragement. We all you know, appreciate that. It, it does help us. But uh, if you live in a district where your Republican congressman has not come out and, and voted against Kevin McCarthy, I would certainly encourage you to reach out to them, let them know you want them to do that at noon today. 
By the way, your the number is 202-225-3121. That is the main switchboard for the House of Representatives. They'll put you right through to your congressman. Uh, or if you want to go to Congressman Good and show your support, make sure 202-225-3121. And we know that you're overwhelming with emails and calls because of some people are cutting off their phones. You just send it the voicemail, which is always a good sign. Congressman, um, I want to give some insight to behind the scenes because you know, I know many of the actors here and uh, there are many tough people, but they said they've never seen the knives out. They've never seen it as nasty as it's gotten in the last 48 hours. And it's only going to get nastier when the curtain rises today at noon. Just give us some insights. How, how tough is this behind the scenes, sir? Well, I'll tell you on the inside, honestly, Steve, I came out on November 10 and said I wasn't voting for Kevin McCarthy. He, McCarthy, he was the problem. He wasn't the solution. And so internally here in, on the Capitol complex, you know, I'm, I'm not the most popular guy in the room, I guess. Uh, that's probably not surprising. But uh, that you know, it's not a, when you come out early and you let folks know where you stand and you know that you're not for sale and you're and and, and you know that you're not going to compromise, then they pretty much recognize that's where you are. Uh, but but you know, the pressure is going to increase if we don't hold this thing together. I think, you know, and, and what you've got among our group of 20, just to be totally transparent, some are, you know, they recognize that we cannot have the true transformational change that we need, no matter what agreements there are and what conditions there are and what rule changes and process changes, which should happen, quite frankly, and to the benefit of many of my colleagues, even more than myself, for sure, have worked on that for six months. And we're going to be in a better place with a better rules package, some changes to the structure and the system of how Congress operates. Uh, and they're trying and those. But but there's there's a portion of us certainly who recognize we no matter what changes we make without the right leader to who believes in those changes and who's trustworthy and who's also the right kind of fighter when we only control one house of one of the three branches of government. Uh, then, then it's not sufficient just to make changes. There are others who, uh, among our group of 20, and that's the concern here, who uh, are more inclined to think if we get the right kind of changes with you know, substantive uh, uh, restrictions on, or, 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 or controls or enforcements of those changes is probably a better word, then, then we could uh, stomach you know, keeping the current leadership. I'm not in that camp. I'm not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy. But uh, we need to hold strong and all vote against him. And, and I'm telling them that e e even for them, from a, from a leverage negotiation standpoint, you're a lot stronger the more you keep voting against McCarthy. We don't want to delay any votes. We want to have that vote on, at noon today and keep on voting until we get him to withdraw. Uh, Congressman, how do people get to you on social media and your website? Uh, go to bobgoodforcongress.com is how they can help me out, bobgoodforcongress.com. Uh, they can follow me at good.house.gov on the official side, and we've got our social medias uh, posted on both of those sites. Congressman Good, uh, thank you very much. Godspeed, sir. Thank you, Steve. Great to be with you. Keep up the fight, my friend. Thank you, brother. Um, wow. Going to be a tough one today and every day going forward. Uh, Steve Cortez is going to join us. This is about power and money. We're going to talk the money side of the equation next in the world. Offers for free iPhones are usually too good to be true. Just like freedom itself, nothing in life is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, 
They can show you how to get the same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to either of the three major carriers they provide for free. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's B-A-N-N-O-N. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values or our country, support a company that does. Patriot Mobile. You get there by going to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, MyPillow.com, promo code war on Bed Bath & Beyond. Is it Bed Bath & Beyond? I want to make sure I get the right one. It looks like they're talking on Wall Street about filing for bankruptcy. Hey, guess what? You kicked out Mike Lindell. Embrace the suck. And I really feel badly for the employees, but it's your management that's to blame. You know why? They weren't selling my pillows. Why? Because they didn't like Mike Lindell standing up for the American people, and particularly the stolen election. Let me underline that stolen election of uh, 2020. Okay, go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. Support the fighters that are at uh, MyPillow. You're going to sales 80% off, money back guaranteed at the end of the first quarter, 31 March. All of it. Go check it out today. Buy one, get one's free. It's amazing. Um, Steve Cortez. Uh, and I want to go to, because this is about money and power. Let's talk about the money side. Because the big, it, it, and people think that this is a fight and this is a huge fight because you've got a contingent right. saying, hey, look, until the cartel head goes, it can't. Then you got others saying, look, we got a historic chance here to have transformational policies. If we can trust them, let's get that. A big part of that is about spending. But already, right. I mean, they don't even have a deal yet. They're working on it. They have a term sheet. They're working on a deal, right? Even the McCarthy goes in this conference call immediately, <laughs> immediately. The guys in the conference call leak out because they want to have a baseline of, F, of fiscal year 22 for spending. And, and the, and the uh, defense guys, the House Armed Services Committee and the defense appropriators saying, well, hey, hang on for a second. Nobody's agreed to that. What are you talking about? Is the fights for money here going to overwhelm the system this year? And how important when you rank order everything that has to happen is the fights right. about spending the debt limit and the money that feeds the apparatus, sir. Steve, I think the only fight that is more important, but of course they're interrelated, is the border. Uh, next to re reclaiming the sovereignty of this great republic, controlling the border once again, the second most important fight immediately after that is indeed overspending. And you're right, you know, of course, the defense firms and the defense lobbyists are starting to circle already, even during this House leadership fight. And I think it's important, by the way, for those of us on the right, you know, we quite correctly have great reverence for the United States military uh, and for the men and women who put on a uniform and risk their lives. But we need to realize a couple of things. Number one, we need to fall out of love with the defense budget, which is massively too bloated uh, and which finances endless wars and interventions all over the world that do not serve an America first 
foreign policy vision of realism and restraint. Secondly, we need to come to terms with the reality that the hierarchy of the U.S. military, both in uniform as well as civilian, uh, is incredibly infected by corrupt wokeness. Uh, and they are not in any sense our allies, quite the opposite, in fact. So part of getting our fiscal house in order is absolutely prudently cutting the defense budget, something that conservatives, something that the right needs to be championing going forward, and I think will. You know, to your point too, Steve, I want to make this uh, point to the audience out there, this suggestion to them. A, a lot of folks in permanent Washington keep trying to tell us that this struggle that's going on in Washington, D.C. this week, that it's somehow embarrassing. I, I find it anything but embarrassing. As a matter of fact, uh, I think it is both illuminating as well as very motivating. This is exactly the kind of fight on principle that we should be having. This is a family disagreement of people who are ideologically aligned on both sides, who disagree on this leadership battle and disagree on some of the specifics. And it seems, it seems, we'll see what happens, uh, that they're coming to an agreement with some really historic changes, particularly as it pertains to the rules of the, of the House and how it has worked. And if we can get back to a place of regular order or at least a path toward regular order, that would be a massive win for the right uh, regardless of who the speaker is, but also, Steve, regardless of who the speaker is, you know, to your point about the economy, yes, we cannot sustain these deficits any longer. We got away with this fiscal profligacy, with this exorbitant borrowing and spending for many years because of artificially low interest rates, because of interest rate suppression, financial domination from central banks globally. We don't have that luxury anymore, largely because Joe Biden blew up, uh, let the inflation genie out of the bottle, and that genie is not going back in. So with interest rates soaring, we simply cannot afford the profligacy this, anymore. The, the, the reason you can't afford it, the defense budget $848 billion. The defense budget should be cut. we got to yes. get savvier about how we fight. And you can't, the, the kinetic war aspect of this, you got to get savvier about how you fight. But what nobody's talking about is that the interest payment is going to get rapidly to $1 trillion. Annually, $1 trillion just paying the interest. Cortez, that ain't even taking account your border fight. We're pressed for time, but I got to have you review what Biden said yesterday and the proposals are putting forward are so radical as to, yeah. I mean, Todd Benzman could barely comprehend how radical what these guys are doing. They're not doubling down on the invasion of the southern border, ladies and gentlemen. They're tripling down, tripling right. down prime. Steve Cortez. No, so realize what, what what Biden suggested, what he promoted yesterday, is effectively, instead of the chaotic scene, because they don't like the optics at the border, and they know it doesn't serve their interests anymore of effectively an open border, uh, they'd like to streamline it, and they'd like to have it happen via an app in Mexico. So we are going to pre-legalize illegal migrants, uninvited, unvetted economic migrants who are posing as asylum seekers, who are abusing the generosity of the United States. We are going to, via an app in Mexico, pre-legalize them so that they can come in in a slightly more orderly fashion and so that the optics are improved. So not only is this not an actual reform, is this not a movement toward regaining the sovereignty of the United States, it is a move actually in the exact opposite direction. This will lead to even more uh, of this human tsunami of trespassing into our country at a time, by the way, to connect us back to the economy. That's a bad idea at any time, Steve, to surrender the sovereignty of the United States. But a time of economic, great economic distress in this country, when, when real wages for American citizens, and we got out some terrible wage data just this morning in the jobs report. At a time when real wages are crashing for 20 straight months, the longest streak in all of American history, that is the worst possible moment 
to then invite in, incentivize in, and streamline the process to welcome in millions of new workers to compete illegally and unjustly in the labor market against American citizens, further depressing those wages. So realize what Joe Biden is doing. He's trying to improve the optic, but if anything, uh, his new tactics will actually increase the flow of illegals into this country. To me, this is job one for the speaker, whomever the speaker is, and the speaker must use the debt ceiling as the leverage point, as the pressure point yep. to insist that we once again regain our sovereignty over this country. Steve, we got other stuff to go through with you and charts and stuff, but I want to get to that later. How do people get to you on social media and follow you and follow all your analysis on your uh, Substack? You, you bet. Please find me on Twitter. I'm at Cortez Steve Cortez with an S. Appreciate it. Uh, he's got great chalk talks. So we'll get. We'll figure out how to get this organized in this whole fight on Capitol Hill. Uh, Cortez, thank you so much. Brilliant work. Thank you. Uh, by the way, the the the, the insanity of this uh, of the uh, invasion proposals that he's putting that uh, Biden's putting up is insane. Let's bring in Madison Cawthorn. Madison, uh, you've seen the swamp in action. Can you ex explain to our audience what's actually going on here in this drama that the curtain's going to come up in about uh, what ten or fifteen minutes, sir? So, Steve, in reality, uh, you hear a lot of conservative and Republican pundits right now on Fox News and other uh, others across the bandwidth. Uh, talking about how the Republican agenda is going to stall out if somehow we don't get this uh, the speaker uh, elected and get the House working forward again. But the problem with this entire thing is I believe it's a misconception that people believe that the U.S. House is working on behalf of the American people. I mean, you see what's going on when we have these ridiculous omnibus packages, $1.7 trillion being spent that was dropped an hour beforehand. It's being in, in the guise of a must-pass bill. You know, I really have my hat off to these 20 brave conservatives who are coming out and saying, you know what, we cannot continue doing business as usual. I mean, you look at the rules of the Senate, they're much more imperial. But when you look through the way the House was set up, you see that the idea of it was to be a reflection of what the American people want. And right now, the American people don't want a coronation of just more of the status quo. So what's going on behind the scenes right now is, one, we're either going to get a great Speaker of the House, someone like Byron Donaldson, one of my good friends who I think would make a great speaker, someone like Kevin Hearn or the great Jim Jordan. Uh, or we're going to have a rules package come forth that's going to put the new speaker, Kevin McCarthy, in a straitjacket where he actually has to abide by the rules uh, of the party and of the of the people. And so a lot of people are sitting there asking, well, what does this really mean? So in Congress, you can remove a speaker of the House. This was done by Mark Meadows to John Bader very famously when he made a motion to vacate the chair. Uh, and it was a really incredible move that actually gave us a new speaker. Unfortunately, we got Paul Ryan, who didn't seem to do any better. Uh, but this, this, if they remove this rule as Pelosi did after John Boehner uh, lost the majority, what's going to happen is is Kevin McCarthy can just run roughshod and do whatever he wants. And I really want to fire back at this idea that the Republican agenda is going to stall out. My friends, the Republican agenda is not going to take hold if we don't have a conservative speaker or someone who actually sits there and says, yes, we are going to use our powers of subpoena. We're going to use our committees. We're going to use investigation power to start looking into the DOJ weaponization. Uh, to start looking into what happened with COVID, start looking into what happened with the 2020 election, to start figuring out why is the FBI allowed to run rampant or, or as Gustavo over uh, the American people. And so what's going on with these 20 right now is they are facing intense pressure. Uh, be Keep them in your prayers. So I make no doubt, make no mistake, there are incredible threats being levied at them. One, they might be removed from committees. Other ones that it's going to ruin their personal life. They might be going after their family members in their workplace. Uh, this is a very serious task that they're undertaking, and it should not be taken lightly. But 
What's going on behind the scenes right now, Steve, is there's a rules package trying to be hammered out. And if they get one in writing, I believe that uh, Kevin McCarthy will be able to get to 218. But I'm telling you, we know that Kevin McCarthy worked in secret to oust a lot of Republicans and conservatives from Congress who were running in the 2022 cycle, which is why we have such a narrow majority. Uh, and so if he's willing to do that politically, imagine what he's do, willing to do with policy to sneakily work behind the backs of his of his members uh, to run a quick one with Mitch McConnell and and Joe Biden to rob from the American people. Madison, talk about that behind the scenes, the intensity of what's going on today, because I think people I mean, these patriots are up there in the pre- by the way. Two zero two 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 five three one two one. You can call and tell them that you have their back. You can give them support by your emails, obviously your prayers, but your calls. So their office knows you have their back. But Madison, you've been there. You know when they come for you, they come for you. Tell us how. Tell us what's happening behind the scenes and how intense, how mean-spirited this is. So what's going on on the floor when you're watching on C-SPAN, you'll see what's called the whip team, the people who work for whoever the whip is, running around trying to tally votes like crazy. They'll be asking people, walking up to them on the floor, say, hey, how are you voting on this? And it's very cordial. It goes along very well because, you know, we're, we're on, we know we're on camera. We know there's reporters all along. Uh, but if for some reason today on the 11th ballot they were not actually able to get uh, to 218, when they leave from there, what's going on behind the scenes is there are a lot of closed-door meetings, and it's really not usually member-to-member. Uh, it's normally some kind of an agent of the leadership that goes to your chief of staff to talk to them on a le- really behind behind closed doors or closed doors and say, hey, well, one, we can either give you this committee if you want to do this. We can make sure your fundraising works out really well. Or two, we can leak this story, this story, and this story to uh, all the press. You know, we're, we the GOP does run a lot of cover for members of Congress trying to squash a lot of stories, but then they use that as leverage over these Republican members of Congress to say, if you don't fall in line, we're going to use these negative stories to hurt you at home, to hurt your credibility, to destroy you and make your life terrible. Madison, can you hang over a second? We'll take a short commercial break. Madison Carthorne joins us, uh, someone who's seen the inside of the belly of the beast. Fox News is reporting, just broke, headline, item, headline, McCarthy fails to reach deal with opponents as scheduled noon vote approaches. Also, we're seeing on Twitter from the team over at Punchbowl that the Democrats are adamant. They're not going to adjourn. You want to vote, you're going to vote. So this is going to get a little intense and nasty, even from the get-go. We're going to take a short commercial break here in the war room. We're going to return with Madison Cawthorn, and I'm trying to track down the great Darren Beatty of Revolver. He's got some thoughts about this. We can't get Darren up now. We'll get him uh, We'll get him at uh, 5 o'clock. Madison Cawthorn joins us on the other side as the drama gets ready for, what is it, day four, day five? Curtain opens. Curtain comes up at noon. Back in a moment. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. 
Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no-obligation home title report, a $100 value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, get up on Getter. Beatty's there. All of us are there. We're going to be up all day in 10 minutes. The historic 12th vote looks like it's going to take place. Don't think the Democrats are going to work with anybody to adjourn. Uh, Fox News reporting there is no deal. There's an outline or at least some talking points about a deal. But Chip Roy and uh, McCarthy both admit they don't have a deal yet. So we're off to the races. Uh, Madison Cawthorn, um, good to hear your voice, sir. Can we get uh, can we get your social media so our our uh, massive audience can start to follow you, sir? Absolutely, Steve. We love the War Room audience. They're one of the most the highest IQ audiences there are. We call you the general, so we appreciate it. But you can follow me on any platform. My uh, my platform is just Madison Cawthorn. Why my dad decided to give me a boy a girl's name, I don't know. But my, he, I think he liked the boy named Sue song. Uh, so it's just Madison and Cawthorn on all social media platforms. <laughs> Madison, thank you so much for the insights about this incredibly just historic but also nasty fight that's going on. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Steve. I think what Bob Good and what Madison are telling you today is a day of prayer for these patriots. These 20 patriots are, this is like 1773, right? Uh, BD, it's a historic day. You've done more than anyone, a journalist out there. Uh, Julie Kelly's done a fantastic job, uh, also American Greatness, but Revolver as a platform has done more about exposing what really happened on uh, 6 January of, uh, what, 2021. Uh, tell us about uh, why it's ironic today, sir, that in nine minutes, and by the way, you're going to see a lot of pontificating by the left today. Those votes are going to go a lot slower. I think everybody will make a speech when they vote. So this, the first vote, I think, could take you hours if they get to it. Um, and that's one of the reasons the Democrats ain't going to adjourn. Um, walk me through, tie this day together with what's happening. 6 January is going to now start going to the American history books as a historic day, sir. Absolutely. Well, it really is an historic day because it marks really something of an inflection point in the relationship between the intelligence community, the federal government, American people. There's a reason we call it the Fedsurrection. And if any of your listeners need to be reminded, we've got the classic Ray Epps piece right up at revolver.news, which is even more pressing now in light of the absolutely embarrassing transcript released of the J6 committee's interview with Ray Epps. We can get into this another time, but it's absolutely astonishing to see Adam Kinsinger being more of an aggressive advocate for Epps than Epps' own lawyer, who happens to be a nine-year veteran of the Phoenix field office of the FBI. So it's really incredible. Another thing up at revolver.news, 
there mentioned there was a big interview I did with Trump, and we get into Ray Epps in January 6th extensively. It is by far the most extensive conversation Trump has had on record on the topic of the Fed's erection, Ray Epps, Jake Sullivan, and others. So I highly recommend everyone go there right now and watch it. I want to, by the way, the, the interview is incredible, and we're going to put it up. I've just been so overwhelmed with what's going on. But the interview is, uh, I think, one of the best interviews the president's ever given because of the sharp questioning by you. Before we go today, and I'm going to ask you to come back at 5 o'clock for analysis of what happened today, some inside baseball. The church mm-hmm. committee that I first advocated for and then Revolver picked up as a mantra, one of the big hangups and even getting to a package, <laughs> the the thing, they, they they didn't even water down the financial parts, which they tried to. They got the rules. They got the financial. The last is they got the church committee, this, this right. thing of the weaponization of government. Brother, you should know something, uh, Beatty. You're getting you're getting your voice. The thing they watered down the most, and the guy said at first, I heard absolutely no way. That's not good enough. Was the church committee? Yeah. The Republican establishment is absolutely terrified of going after the administrative state in the rogue elements of the deep state, and now it's been proven they don't want to do this committee. Right? If they do it, they want to be just like Benghazi. They want it purely performative. Yep. How do we stop that? How do we stop? First off, do you agree with how nervous they are? Because today they're saying one of the reasons they couldn't get close to an agreement, the church committee has already been watered down. Uh, why are they doing that, Darren Beatty? I mean, I agree with that 100% because nothing real is ever supposed to happen in Washington. Nothing real is ever supposed to happen. And if something real happens, it's by accident or... In some cases, they're bullied extensively into doing the right thing. The only way they're going to do anything is we keep bullying them viciously, consistently, persistently. That's the only way they're going to do anything right because they would love to move on, move on to the next charade, move on to the next fake scandal with AOC or whatever else. They don't want to touch the issue of the intelligence community's malfeasance and crimes is definitely not in relation to January 6th. That's not what they're built to do. So we really need to just force them to do it. Public pressure is the only way it's going to work. That's how it works. The church committee, there was public pressure in the aftermath of Watergate and other things that enabled the church committee to happen. You know, there wasn't a break-in at the DNC, but there was a fake pipe bomb planted at the DNC, and the Democrats don't want to know who did it for whatever reason. But so by I the way, BD's put so much pressure, they raised it to a million dollars, I think. Hold it, 202-225-3121. Make your voice heard. Darren, I'm going to get you back this afternoon. If it was not for Revolver, brother, we would not be here today. I'm telling you, that's how important your news platform is. The the smartness, the incisive nature of your investigative reporting, your aggregation is incredible. And uh, you're you're a true patriot. And this is why so many of the fighters that are at the lead of this 20 are not just devotees of of Revolver, but are featured in many of the stories. Um, We'll get you back on here because there's so much to go through. But this fight is going to be intense. And a lot of people are saying, hey, until McCarthy's removed, we can't have a real conversation. Darren Beatty, what's your social media? How do people get to Revolver before we get you back on here? At Darren J. Beatty on Twitter, Revolver.News. We've got the Epps Classic, and we've got Trump's remarks on Epps and also Trump's remarks on John Bolton, who announced his candidacy today. 
that's a whopper. So there's so a lot absurd. right up there. <laughs> so absurd. So the theater of the surf. What could you even say okay. about that? <laughs> Thank you, Darren Beatty. Look forward to having you back. 202-225-3121. Charlie Kirk picks up the coverage. We'll be back here from 5 to 7 on another historic day in your nation's capital. See you at 5. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. WARROOM POSSE, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.